0: Hey, it's Canzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more, and leave us some feedback. Away we go.
1: Initialize sequence.
0: Welcome to
1: The Baldcast. A production of John Bald Baldface Truth.
0: It bothered me that the uh, Pac-12 conference dissolved or disintegrated uh, in some form uh, a couple of Fridays ago. Oregon and Washington leaving to the Big Ten Conference, Arizona-Arizona uh, State, Utah and Colorado off to the Big 12. A lot of questions for the remaining four schools, Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford and Cal. Here to talk about the Oregon State perspective, Scott Barnes, the Oregon State Athletic Director, is joining us. Thanks for making time, Scott.
2: Good good to be here with you, John. It's been a little while. Um, yeah, great, great to hear your voice and to be on with you.
0: Well, thanks for doing that. I think there's a lot of Oregon State stakeholders, fans, alumni, who are interested in what happens next. Um, you know, let's start with that. Where where's kind of the the mindset right now at Oregon State?
2: Yeah, John. There there's a reason that you know the Pac-12 has succeeded for you know the the, the uh, decade after decade, and and it's certainly something that the tradition and history of we want to. We want to honor and keep, and and the best path forward to keep the Pac-12 together is to to have the four uh, remaining schools uh, come together and and chart a course uh, uh, forward. So our highest and best opportunity is to do that, um, and and uh, that's where our focus is.
0: The you know you you mentioned the four schools: Washington State, Oregon State, often lumped together, and Cal and Stanford lumped together. Can are you feeling solidarity with those with those other three? How much conversation has there been between the four remaining schools?
2: Uh, quite a bit of conversation, for sure. Um, given the circumstances, uh, Washington State and Oregon State have been uh, all in all the time, um, you know, trying to uh, scenario plan what could be next. <clears throat> and, and, and while Cal and Stanford are, I would say, uh, coming towards uh, uh, very soon a decision on on uh, either moving a different direction if they have that opportunity or um, entrenching themselves with with Washington State and Oregon State and uh, making making a go of it uh, in terms of rebuilding the Pac-12. And so I think all that, John, is <clears throat> I don't think that's weeks away. I think that's days away.
0: Days away. Um, and it feels that way that – Stanford's got to make a decision. You guys need to. You need to start moving in a direction. Uh, speak to that a little bit. What's involved in that? Why? Why is it so important that you find direction sooner rather than later?
2: Well, if, if you back up, John, it's, a, it's an excellent question. You think about the practical application of what we do. Let's start with scheduling, right? And and football in particular. You think about all of us who have games uh, throughout the. Uh, uh, 2030s, right? And and there's not a lot of availability. So, uh, having a decision made, uh, uh, bringing in the right partners, both from a media perspective and a expansion perspective, and 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 understanding uh, what we have to work with and how we're moving forward, all that has to be sorted out. And, and the sooner that we can uh, road the road, the the same direction, the four of us, the sooner we can get to answering. Uh, Some of the questions we have, whether it's around governance, uh, the rights uh, and assets we may own, uh, or uh, the expansion piece and and, and media partners, all of those questions need to be answered. And the best way to do that is obviously with all four uh, committing uh, to move forward together. And, again, I think I say all that and tell you, I think we're very close to having uh, an understanding where all that sits.
0: All right. So – if I've learned anything in the last year, I had presidents, I had involved parties who are now headed to other conferences. Tell me, point blank, we're in, we're committed. Can you trust anybody in today's world of college athletics? Or how how has that felt to you guys being involved in in that kind of uh, ecosystem?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it brings up a even a sort of a broader question, and that. I think that has a lot to do frankly, with media companies and their control uh, over um, conferences and 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 the invasiveness of their um, of their involvement um, and and the power that they have uh, wielded in the process and that changes the game for everybody as it relates to where things sit and it's it's an, actually it, I think an awful place to be in, in the state of where we are, because what college athletics, uh, John, as you know, was founded on, it was founded on, it was founded on regional, regionality, regional rivals, uh, and, and um, geography, and, and that's out, out the window completely, and with it, um, when you think about uh, the, the media companies that have been involved, the last thing on their list of things to think about is, is the welfare of the student-athlete. It just is. And so, uh, we're in this spot. It's an ugly spot to be in. And so your, your question as it relates to trusting, you know, th- uh, those, those that are most like us, uh, we have the same goals and, and the same path. Washington state and Oregon state have, uh, much in common in terms of market size and, and the like. Um, so, you know, our, our hope is that, uh, there's finality to the, Stanford-Cal uh, decision, and we think there will be soon, and we're hopeful that that uh, leads us to work together. and And time will tell, but time, the clock is absolutely ticking.
0: If the four can stay together, you've got some assets, you've got intellectual property, you've got some NCAA tournament distributions. There's an emergency fund. I'm not. Su- I'm not sure how much is in there, but. In the last fiscal filing, I think it showed like $44 million. Can you give us a sense of, you know, the war chest that the four schools would have at their disposal to try to attract new members or, or maybe subsidize themselves moving forward?
2: Yeah, John, that, that is uh, the question of the day. As is, is we think about a path forward and, and we think about the members that remain, four of us remain, we are the voting block of the PAC-12. Uh, what are those rights and, and um, legal experts will help define um, what rights we have to a lot of assets and and those are some of the questions we're seeking because you're exactly right those uh, in in any way you want to use those uh, those those things you mentioned and I'll add pac 12 network I'll add bull bull alliances all you know you can add uh, several other assets but all of that uh, we need to determine clearly um, uh, you know what our what our uh, rights are to that because that coupled with whatever media deal might be out there and able to craft with with say a, a conference of eight um, those are the levers we need to pull and that's the leverage we have both those the rights to those assets and um, a, a potential the valuation of, a, of a, a new media deal whatever that looks like.
0: Oliver Luck, uh, you know, I had reported that he is working on behalf of all four schools. Is he driving, is he helping drive this conversation, or is it, is it a George Klyovkov involvement? Where does the role of Oliver Luck and George Klyovkov begin and end in your world right now?
2: Right now, John, we, we are, uh, you know, Washington State and Oregon State are joined at the where We're in uh, continual conversation with Stanford. And Cal, as recently as uh, this afternoon, um, will continue that dialogue, um, helping them get to, to where they're at. But uh, George has not been involved in our path forward at all um, to this point. Um, and I, I'll i just tell you that that's a presidential decision in terms of what his role may be um, moving forward. And so uh, certainly that will be further further discussed and, and um Uh, Obviously, with George, and and we'll we'll see what that looks like moving forward. But uh, not that has yet to be determined.
0: Scott Barnes with us, Oregon State Athletic Director. I mean, it it has been it's been a hell of a year. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You you know, for people who don't know, you know, you were at uh, you were being honored at Fresno State when you had that heart incident, and you know, by by miracle of God, you've got heart team, a cardiac team on the scene and. You go through that you come back amid the negotiation the conference is spiraling I just from a personal standpoint it's it's had to have felt like you know an unreal a surreal year for you
2: it's been it's been a tough one and we've got tough ones before I Jonathan and I were sitting on my back deck having a cold beverage the other night talking about that first year together and and we were we were dealt. A really bad deck of cards my my football coach walked off the job five games in and uh, we're maybe the worst program if you'll remember in, in all of college football and uh, we found a way forward and and we will we will find a way forward again in terms of my health um, I gotta tell you John I'm pretty excited I am at my college playing weight right now and and uh, feel, feel great No no limitations there so we'll you know we'll uh, we'll navigate this. We'll put our student athletes in the best uh, and highest position we can, um, and and uh, come out of this uh, with, with some opportunities. It, it gives you a
0: perspective, right? I mean, you know, you, you you look up and you got your family there. You're still here, like you know, and and you you have that perspective of going through it with Jonathan Smith in that year after Gary Anderson, and and getting back to a position where you could win ten games a year ago i know a lot of beaver fans are concerned about you know what the uncertainty could do to your roster with the transfer portal Mm -hmm. coach coach smith jonathan's contract are you concerned at all that you know you need is is part of the urgency i guess because you need to give answers to your coaching staff your your recruiters your current roster
2: yeah i think we all want clarity on this issue including beaver nation right and and uh, everybody wants clarity. That that uh, you know, there's comfort in understanding what your path forward is for sure. Um, and and we'll uh, you know we're yeah I, I think I think back and I've I've shared this with my coaches and that's look when you think about this last year and the narrative around conference realignment and we lose USC we lose UCLA there's talk about the four corners leaving the whole year I mean that that was going on the whole year and I'll just give you an anecdote. We had uh, two top 50 volleyball recruits on our campus the day that this hit with the uh, Washington, Oregon decision, and, and it all crumbled that Friday. And we had two of the top recruits in our history on campus. They, they committed to us. And, and I say that because what we have to lean into, John, is our culture, the, the coaches, the excellent coaches, the facilities, uh, this place, a special place, and the people that walk the halls of this special place. And, Ultimately, decisions are made by recruits on those items. Yes, conference affiliation is really important. I don't think it's the most important thing. Does this, is this a punch in the gut to um, our students? Yeah, but we've had students, uh, we've had fewer students enter the portal than, than many of our places, even in this rough patch for a year. And I still believe that leaning into who we are, uh, what we deliver, the culture of this place, the people that are here, uh, means a ton to recruits as they come in. Now, we've got to have to an- those answers. Uh, we have to have the answers on where we're playing and what that looks like. And we'll get them real soon. We need them for the reasons we've discussed. But that's not the only decision that, that recruits, uh, uh use in their, in their, um, final analysis of where they're headed.
0: Give me a 20,000 foot view from you. You've been in college athletics for a long time. You played there as a player, you've been an administrator, you've been in multiple conferences. Where is this headed? And strategically, you know, you you talk about a four the four teams rebuilding. I think that's inspiring, right? But I kind of wonder, okay, but in 2028, 2029, what happens again, you know? What do you think's going on with college football, college athletics?
2: There's a lot, there's a lot there. Um I think, I think, you know, will there be buyer's remorse from folks who made the decision to, to travel across the country and in five or six years, may they be thinking about coming back? I think, to your point, because this is so dynamic, John, the landscape is so dynamic and not only conference alignment, but the evolution of name, image, likeness, the Alston uh, hearing, the transfer portal, all of those things, the creeping of, of, uh, 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 you know, places like uh, um, the G League ignite, and some of those other leagues that are creeping up and taking uh, top college prospects. There's a lot of pressure on the system right now, and and it will it will continue to change. So I think as we think about the Pac-12 and rebuilding it, one of the things we need to be thinking about is how nimble we can be uh, in the next few years to capture any opportunities that come our way, and that could be in or out. That can be. Uh, various uh, combinations of that. But as we think about reconstructing this, we want to think about some flexibility so that we can build on it um, or that we can move and and, uh, be nimble enough to react to the latest um, opportunities that may be out there. And I think that that's something we need to craft into whatever, whatever we do moving forward.
0: The University of Oregon, University of Washington, as it headed to that Friday morning meeting with the CEO group it appeared that everything was going to stay together and then all of a sudden it did not how angry were you how frustrated were you and you know it, it, and as that unfolded were you surprised by it
2: look we we uh we had a meeting on uh yeah that started that week with a what i would refer to as almost a kumbaya meeting on a monday night uh, ahead of the board meeting and AD meeting on on or the board meeting on Tuesday morning, and we were all in hands of the ring. We we got pitched the, uh, we all got pitched. We were in that meeting as well Tuesday. The twenty three million dollar Apple deal, and and I will tell you, it took a couple days to get our heads around it. But I'll also say in the same breath, John, that there was there was some big time opportunity there now. Might we have been a, a, about a year ahead in terms of all in on, on streaming? Yeah, maybe. But there was unbelievable growth. And as you know, what's happening in linear television right now, uh, it is dropping uh, – homes are dropping like flies. Uh, there isn't any demographic growing in the linear space. So we got comfortable with that by Thursday. So to answer your question, by Thursday night, this thing was done. We were – there hadn't been an offer from the uh, – I don't believe there had even been an offer – in my my calls to my colleagues at that point and this was going to get done even with the offers this was going to get done i don't know what switched it but let me tell you that when you make a somewhat of a knee-jerk reaction that late in the game when you were in um, based on the numbers you saw and you were in and then all of a sudden you're not i think there might be some buyers remorse down the line and for me um, that that is, you know, people ask, well, would somebody else have taken that and, and run with it if they're offered? No. The, the answer is no, because we had something that was going to be uh, successful right here in a regional lineup with a, a 100-year-old conference. So, no, we could have made it work, and we could have actually closed the gap on, on the SECs and the Big Ten um, situation, looking through rose-colored glasses if this would have worked out. Um, the schools that we had. And, and, oh, by the way, we got better, not worse, when Colorado left. We had a chance uh, to add a member that would have made us better. And, and that group uh, could have got some things done, and that's what we were all thinking we were headed towards. So, yeah, furious, as I've said, um, mad at at, at the, the moment for sure, but channeling that energy to what's next. And, and that's where we're going to go, and we're fighting for our student-athletes. And we're going to do everything we can to put them in the best position Um, And I do not believe that was was the best position when other options were available uh, and and, um, for student athletes. And um, it just it just is what it is. So we we now we pick up the pieces and we go get something done.
0: Oregon calls tomorrow, says they want to play you in 2024, 2025, helps them on the travel front. Do you play the game?
2: I'm not ready to make that commitment. And and it's a lot of it has to do with where we sit and what we're trying to build out and and what might even be available um to to do, to to um for schedule. So I'm I'm not ready for that commitment.
0: Scott Barnes, Oregon State Athletic Director is with us. Um, uh appreciate you doing this interview. There's so many other questions I have and you know as it pertains to your budget, let's start there. You know, it, you've got a budget I think is right around $95 million. If the short-term, you know, distribution that you can create with a new conference doesn't meet what you're used to, how do you make up that get, that revenue
2: gap? Yeah, no, that's the question today. And, uh, you know, might, might assets from the PAC-12 uh, assist in that regard? Uh, may, might there be some other institutional or state funds available given the harm that was done in, in uh, the revenue loss? Uh, there's, there's a lot of things that we're going to explore as it relates to that, but, but with this in mind to, to keep, uh, to keep the funding at a level that helps our student athletes excel. And we, we talk all the time about the holistic experience they have and we want to deliver an incredible experience to our student athletes. And, and it does take funding. And so we're working, working to answer those questions right now because the reality of it is, John, you said it. Uh, whatever it is, it's going to be less than it is now.
0: I also think, you know, you need a media rights deal. Do you, and I guess the NCAA, as I understand it, it will give you a two-year grace period to, to sort of fill in eight schools or ten schools or whatever you'd ultimately like to be at. What, in your mind, what's, what's the right number of schools for a rebuilt Pac-12 conference, if that, if that is plan A?
2: Yeah, you know, I think, you know, when when you talk about expansion, you you talk about two things, you talk about you, you talk about um security, right? You you talk about uh protection and you talk about uh you talk about revenue. And um for us, I think there's another uh, in today's new world of college athletics, there's another consideration that's flexibility. And I think the smaller the group perhaps uh you know, at, at a, at a 20,000 foot level, uh, the more nimble one can be, the more, um, advantageous a smaller group may be in terms of seizing other opportunities in the future. At the same time, you want that sweet spot. You want, you want us, you want security. You know, you want, you want to make sure you do that. I, you know, if, if you're trying to, uh, tell me exactly what, I don't know, but I, I tell you eight to 10 is, is where I would land. And, and I'm not afraid at all of eight uh, to start with. Um, as a group
0: that would in football that would cause you if you're at eight you probably have to add an extra non-conference game is that become a challenge or do you look around the big sky and go hey there's there's willing partners there
2: yeah you know you've got to. i think you've got to retool your philosophy for us right now you know we want to play a out of out of conference power five every year we can we want we'll play an fcs we'll play a group of five you know, you, you're going to have to add. So you may, you may, may have to take a different route um, in, in terms of how you get there. Um, so those are things that we've been working on um, for the last few days, uh, week, and we continue to work on uh, uncovering every single football scheduling opportunity there is uh, out there um, early and late in terms of uh, in the near future and, and, and later on. We're, we're analyzing all of that right now as we speak. And that, to your point, that helps inform uh, maybe where you end up landing. I don't think it's it's the driving force, but it certainly helps you inform your final decision.
0: Yeah, you mentioned it'll be a you know it's it's days not weeks when you find out. Hey, how committed are Stanford and Cal to a rebuild? And you know, I know that in the background, people have said, "Hey, the ACC, the Big Ten, is it is it just kind of par for the course, part of the ball game that you expect or you accept the risk that?" Two years from now, eighteen months from now, thirty-six months from now, the Big Ten could open their arms and call for Stanford or Cal, and you may run the risk of hey being right back where you are today. Is is that is that what you have to accept in today's world?
2: It is. Yeah, it is. And, and let, let's take care. Let's take care of today. Put the best opportunities together. Uh, commit to each other for a, a number of years um, with a, a media rights deal and a grant of rights that. It probably has a little more flexibility than than in other grant or rights circumstances, and again, I say that to, for all of us to to be able to capture opportunities. I look at it more that way than than the fear of uh, somebody leaving yeah. again. All of it, all of it's uh, out there and, and could happen. But I I think more about the opportunities than I do the, the fear of losing somebody. All
0: right. Uh, one last question. You know, as as I look at the twenty thousand foot view, I say, okay, there There could be more realignment, more chaos, as some of these other conferences move towards new media rights deals in 2029, 2030, 2031, 2034. What can Oregon State do to make itself more attractive? Because you can't change your media market. But what things can you do to position Mm. Oregon State to be in a more advantageous position when and if this ever happens Mm. again and there's there's another flurry of realignment?
2: Uh, Have a consistent football program that, you know, we believe we're on track for that. We don't have a long history here in recent years. um, We've had a wonderful history overall, but uh, stabilizing the football program um, at a very high level and and then uh, uh, building an an airport in Corvallis would be helpful.
0: (laughs) There you go. go. Hey, Scott, I really appreciate you coming on and, and speaking to your stakeholders. Thanks for doing this.
2: Absolutely. We'll talk again soon, John. Take care.
0: Okay, there he is. Scott Barnes, Oregon State Athletic Director. A lot to digest there. I'll unpack it after the break. Scott Barnes sounded focused and simultaneously frustrated by the events of the last couple of weeks. Oregon State's Athletic Director, uh, if you heard it last hour, spoke one-on-one with me. Wide-ranging interview there, largely centering around the big questions. What now? And can anyone in college athletics be trusted? Scott Barnes, uh, I want to break down what he said. Anna, you heard the interview, but, you know, he talked about the conversations he's had with Stanford, Cal, and Washington State. He talked about the ugly time media companies driving college athletics. Talked about... The Oregon equation, would he be willing to play Oregon? I asked Scott Barnes. The Ducks called and said, hey, we want to play you 2024-2025. Save us a airline trip.
2: I'm not ready to make that commitment. And, and it, a lot of it has to do with where we sit and what we're trying to build out and, and what might even be available um, to to a to, to, um, schedule. So I'm, I'm not ready for that commitment.
0: It doesn't sound like it's ready to do the Ducks any favors. There is kind of a loss there, though, if they play it that way. You know, there's a chance Oregon doesn't want to play this game either. I think Oregon would want to, though, given the uh, geography and the fact that they probably don't want to travel that far to play other games. Maybe they would. I don't know. Maybe they're just done playing Oregon State. Maybe this Civil War rivalry is over. Maybe it ends this year on Black Friday. While people are running out trying to buy flat-screen TVs, we're watching the end of more than 100 years in this rivalry. Anna, let's start there. Should Oregon State and Oregon continue to play the Civil War football game, or would a hiatus serve this rivalry some good?
1: Um, I think a lot of us would be disappointed if it wasn't continuing to be played. I think we've talked a lot about the decision that was facing Oregon I thought Barnes was very candid and authentic uh, about how close the conference came to pulling this thing together on that Thursday night and how surprised I guess he was that it didn't ultimately come to fruition. His disappointment was palpable. Um, So I don't know. Like we've talked about the financial decision that was ahead of Oregon and its trustees and you know, how it became almost like they had to sign off on what we think was a better deal. So it would be ideal, I think, if the rivalry game did continue to happen. But I do understand Oregon State's reluctance, you know, to to take part. Oregon
0: State's – I'm not saying I would do anything differently here. Oregon State's playing this game by saying the first option – is a rebuild of the conference. I think they, down deep, do not want to end up in the Mountain West Conference, do not want to end up in the American. They don't want to go to something that is viewed as the group of five. There's a stigma to the brand of those conferences. Even though, you know, the American has put eight teams on uh, New Year's Day games in the last ten years, everybody still looks and go eh, East Carolina, Tulsa, you know, what kind of conference is that? Uh... The brand – let's talk brand for just a second here because you said a couple weeks ago that the Pac-12 brand was dead. It was cooked. It was over. It doesn't appear that Washington
2: State- – We interrupt this podcast with a special announcement from the Bald hey, Face
0: Truth Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.